The MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network is brought to you by Edge Boost. Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Head on over to sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge to get started today. Howdy ho, DeGenerinos, and welcome to episode 361 of the MMA Gambling Podcast on the Sports Gambling Podcast Network. This episode goes out to Arthur Mpofu. Thank you for coming to the show. What a night it was last night in Vancouver as the UFC Octagon finally returned to Canadian soil. It was an amazing night for the Canadians in the cage, amazing night for the Canadian on this podcast. I think the American on the podcast did all right as well, but yeah, fun night all around. Um... I'm going to bring the American in right now without much for him to work work with, which is always good because then you'll scramble. It's the one and only Daniel Gumby Reeland. Hello. What's I, up? I think I had a good night, right? Like yeah. I, I I think I was five and five overall. You know, I'm, I'm burying the lead here, obviously. Five and five overall, but massive underdogs as far as the eye can yep. see, which you got to love. Yep. We both made money. Uh, five and five is six and four. Six and four for me, but we both were up dollars with our – with our uh, underdogs and, and me with my my prop deck prop pick so yeah pretty pretty good night and who could have seen Canada going six and zero definitely not Gumby who faded every Canadian except one I think yeah and you paid off for me as an underdog wait a minute that was all your losses were Canadians yeah yeah all five oh, losses unbelievable my, my Canadian fades and I I don't know if I told you this ahead of time um I, I know I mentioned it in the Discord if you had bet a parlay with all six Canadians. It would have paid plus seventy eight fifty, so seventy Ooh, o- yes, a little bit over yes. seventy eight to one, if you had bet on all of the Canadians to win. Which uh, I'm I'm hoping somebody out there did. If you're listening to this and you did anything even close to that, uh, we want we want to see your winning tickets. Yeah, no one's come forward yet. You'd think like that would be like a, a degenerates love doing fun little uh, parlays like that. Um, that would be like an obvious one. You think someone would have done. You would think so, but like, yeah, uh, yeah especially because it's Canada. They haven't been to Canada in a, a minute, you know? I know. Yeah, fun night in the Discord as well. Thanks for everyone for making the Discord a fun place. If you're not in there already, get in now. Unless you're an asshole, then, you, then you're not allowed in there. Because <laughs> uh, there's all good people in there currently. Uh, it's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash Discord. But yeah, everyone was having a good time in there. I was even in there for most of the night too, which was a rarity. So there you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I think I was in there more than you, maybe. Which Toward, is strange. towards the end of the night, for sure. Yeah, yeah I, I was a little. Let me fell asleep. Yeah, I was, I was, I was working a little harder in the the beginning of the card, and then towards the end of one, I definitely didn't fall asleep because I stayed up not only for Amanda Nunez's pure domination, but also all of the post fight antics, which, by the way, is what's going to dictate most of our discussion about this fight at the end of it. Oh, okay. uh, it it's, it's not necessarily what she did in the cage because that was expected. It was dominant. It was exactly as I imagined. And uh, I, I want to talk about the other stuff. Well, good, because I didn't pay attention to any of the other stuff. So maybe not good. Maybe I won't be interested at all. Um, we'll, we'll, we'll get to all the shenanigans and non-shenanigans after I tell you about Edge Boost. No shenanigans here. This episode is supported by Edge Boost. Edge Boost is the world's first bet now, pay later Visa card. Edge currently offers up to 2500 bucks in betting advances, which can be an extremely valuable tool. Imagine what you can do with an increased bankroll. You could have made even more bank last night following our picks that's what you could have done uh get down to some of your favorite futures without tying up your bankroll for months nfl season everyone coming up double down on a favorite bet you like or even use it to create an awesome middle or even a hedge 
edge boost isn't some sleazy loan shark as they charge zero interest you know of a way you can access more money to place on your favorite bets without paying any interest edge boost can also be a part of a responsible gambling plan as you can set up daily monthly or weekly i skip weekly daily weekly or monthly limits across all your betting accounts in one place support sgpn and grow your bankroll by going to sportsgamblingpodcast.com edge to sign up that's sports gambling podcast slash edge must be 21 years or older to use problem gambling call 1-800 gambler all right there were shenanigans was there that's the that, let me not, get this out of the way first and, not, and then gummy can tell you about shenanigans yeah yeah okay go ahead maybe nonsense is nonsense a better word tom foolery tom foolery okay uh june it was last night rogers arena is where it all went down we had seventeen thousand six hundred twenty-eight canadians i guess there's probably some non-canadians as well in attendance 3.8 million uh you, gate i believe that is in u.s uh money more than usually they reported in american money so if it's canadian money it's not as good for you guys all right main event was amanda noons totally dominating arena donna 50 44 50 44 50 43 um i don't know if aldana realizes the fight has started even now um apparently she she didn't know she was in a fight last night because uh she did not show up at all and then afterwards noons retired um which will bring it to a unceremonious and uh to the featherweight division good riddance give us adam weight instead please and thank you and it also probably uh, ushers in the eileen fiona perez uh era in <laughs> that's I, I like that i like that yep. um I had that in my head for a while i had to get it out okay so go ahead. For, first and foremost i do want to say i i don't blame irene aldana for that performance i i just think she was outmatched in a violent yeah. way like i i don't think did did she maybe get a little bit trigger shy? Yeah, maybe because she was getting her face punched in and she got taken down anytime Amanda Nunes won. Amanda Nunes took her down twice in the first round and then didn't even follow her to the ground. She was like, <laughs> yep. I'm just showing you that I can do this anytime that I want. It was kind of a mind fuck, to be completely honest. So, yeah, Amanda Nunes, uh, almost a little showy, which I kind of liked. But then uh, as far as is like post fight antics. Uh, the, 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 a couple of things that were, one was, that was hilarious. One that was like sad and hilarious at the same time. So, uh, John Anik, you know how John Anik's kind of an oversharer. He sometimes tells us yes. things about fighters lives. That, yeah, it's true. Yeah, it's true. Did, did, have you seen it's, it's been making the rounds on Twitter as well. Have you seen no. what he said after the fight? Nope. He's like, I don't know what you're talking about. He's like, beautiful thing. Uh, Amanda Nunez finally retiring. Going to spend more time being a mom. That's her beautiful daughter, Reagan. Uh, and uh, Nina is currently pregnant. And for those of you who are wondering, uh, this this baby has got the egg of Amanda Nunez in it. So this one will look more like her. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, you are you are telling me. You are telling me about their in vitro fertilization. That is that's wild dude like I'm, yeah. who who does that um and, and even from like, massachusetts that's who yeah he even dropped a joke in there like some people give me shit for doing stuff like this and i was like yeah dude because it's weird um yeah. that's so that was, eggs yeah so that was the funny one the not so funny one the one that was kind of like uh sad in a pathetic way not sad in a funny haha way was have you seen the clip of uh Juliana Pena trying to be a part of the post fight 
interview no with <laughs> no i i just heard her saying she's running from her and all that nonsense we're never gonna get rid of her are we oh i, I don't retire. i don't think so but apparently somebody had a camera on her as that was all going on and she kept like responding to things nunez said and like obviously nunez isn't listening to her and doesn't give two shits about her in the first place so she's like don't compare yourself to anderson silva don't do it. And she's like in the process of doing it. So like, you're, you're not going to stop her. And she, nobody can hear you except for this one dude who's got a camera on you. And then when everybody applauded for her, when she finally got off the mic and said, thank you, <laughs> Juliana Pena booed. <laughs> so it's like a whole, aye, aye. yeah, it was like an arena of, you know, like, like you just said, 17, was it 17,000 people there or something like that? Yep. You know, yep. cheering Amanda Nunez. And all of a sudden you just hear, boo. I'm like, you're so pathetic. This is not a rivalry. You think it is? It's not a rivalry. Nobody gives a shit about you, Juliana Pena. All we want is for you to not be the champion. (laughs) Well, don't worry. Raquel Pennington will make sure of that when they fight for the vacant belt coming up. Did you hear the rumor of who might be fighting for it instead? Please tell everyone. Aaron Blanchfield, up a weight class. I think she murders. I think she murders Pena. If yeah, they make her any, anyone at the top of the at division, yeah, yeah, I, I think. And, and I do I worry about size a little bit? Sure, yeah. a little bit, but I don't know, man. She is she's a bulldozer, so uh, I, I think she could be. I I actually think Pennington would be a worse matchup for her than than Juliana Pena is, um, because I I think her striking's already better than Pena's. Um, whereas Raquel Pennington is like, I mean, she's a bruiser. She's so tough. So. Uh, Maybe we're about to enter the Raquel Pennington era. Maybe we're gonna about to enter women's bandwagon gets uh, eliminated as well. Because yeah, nah, that doesn't sound that, too, too. I don't fun. know. Uh, well, look, like, what what if you told me three years ago that Leon Edwards is going to be the the obvious champ at welterweight? Like, at least there's a lot of there's like a a million welterweight fighters. So yeah, problem, that, problem with featherweight bantamweight. Well, not featherweight bantamweight is there's like what twenty twenty five fighters. So yeah, they yeah, they think. They've expanded a little bit. They've they've hired a couple new ones. They they just hired Melissa Dixon, who I'm I'm pretty high on. So uh, you know they're they're adding. Yeah, it's true. Um, yeah, do you think that's where we're headed? Because Pena was supposed to be here, and she had a, a pull out, and then Pennington was the Did, backup. Now that the UFC does, you know, things like they're obviously the two most uh, two most. Why can't I think of a word? Deserving. Um, Irving, yeah, it's a tough one, Jeff, to remember. They're the most two two most deserving fighters to fight for the vacant belt. Um, but that's not not saying the UFC would necessarily do that. A deserving fighter does not always get uh, get a title shot. So what I think it's I think it's got to be Holly Holm versus Jermaine Duran to me. Does it not? <laughs> <Possibly>. <laughs> um, I will also Holly Holm is fighting again soon. That's the only thing saving us is Holly Holm already has a fight scheduled. Unless they're going to wait till she's done. Who's she fighting? Moira oh. Buena Silva as a main event. Five rounds of it, Dan. Huh. That's interesting. <laughs> huh. huh. You're excited about that, aren't you? All right. On that note, why don't we talk about I the told you. Get rid of Bantamweight. <laughs> I told you. Uh, All right. Yeah, Lightweights. Let's, let's, mm. not, let's not propose getting rid of divisions other than Featherweight. Let, let's, yes. let's work on getting rid of Featherweight and stopping pretending it actually has ever existed. Uh, yeah. And let's just go ahead and, and add uh, Attaweight. Yeah, all those fighters can cut 40 pounds and fight an Adam right now. <laughs> deal, deal. All right, so we have both had noons at minus 315. Um, Oliveira, Charles Oliveira, Chucky came through, plus 126 for us. 
Ed, this is something I um, probably we probably both said on the podcast. I definitely wrote it in my uh, previous for for the event on uh, my Substack Money MMA Substack.com and on SportsGamblingPodcast.com. I said that Darius gets hit too often and too hard. Just doesn't have the greatest chin, and I'll, I wouldn't be surprised if Oliver caught him, and that's pretty much what happened. He caught him, and then caught him a whole bunch more times to finish it off via TKO punches, four ten into the first round. I said it on Thursday. Drakkar Closa almost knocked out Benil Dariush. Right. What makes us think that the guy who stood toe to toe with Dustin Poirier and toe to toe with Justin Gaethje and stunned both of them on the feed couldn't then also do the same to Benil Dariush? In retrospect. This is one of the most exploitable lines I've ever seen uh, in recent memory. Like, this is one of the ones I was on the right side of it. I feel good about being on the right side of it. I wish uh, I wish I edge boosted up and went about twice as high as I did. Yeah, no doubt. And the UFC once again has match make themselves into a corner. So now we have to get uh, Oliveira versus Makashev, which we already saw at Oliveira got outclassed in. Um so yeah, there they go. Uh, they, do you they, think they do this? They do this very often. That they do you think there's any? They hope chance. a guy wins, and he doesn't win. Do you think there's any chance though that that the Oliveira we saw in there against Makashev was just like a uh, kind of like the Amanda Nunes lost to Juliana Pena? Yeah. Like Possibly. could could yeah could it just be one of those moments? Uh, yeah, I I don't could maybe not as drastic, but maybe. Yeah. Still, I. I believe the line has, have you seen the line yet? Cause I think I got an email with, with the line for the rematch. Have you seen it or you want to guess what it would be? Um, Oliveira two. Man, if I had to guess on that one, let me think about this for a second. It's gotta be Makashev minus two seventy five. Started at minus 400 and then Ooh. it's down to minus three fifty for Makashev. Okay. I, I'm not that yeah. far off on where it is now. No. Um, or what are the chances of one of the one of their um, fancy big name lightweight fighters stepping in here instead, cutting the line? You know, a Poirier, a Gaethje, a Chandler, uh, uh, a uh, McGregor, one of those ilk. Zero percent. All right, good. Let's hope. <laughs> let's hope so. Let's hope so. Um, all right. Before we move on, we, we just told you about an underdog that we hit, and I'm going to tell you about underdog fantasy because they are. Part of the family, once again. We're brought to you by Underdog Fantasy. Best of Ball Mania 4 is here on Underdog Fantasy. He's giving away $15 million in prizes. Plus, plenty of ways to win with NBA, NHL, and MLB with their player prop parlays. Head over to underdogfantasy.com and use promo code SGPN for 100% deposit bonus up to 100 bucks. That's underdogfantasy.com, promo code SGPN. All right. Forget about this pick, Dan. Forget about it. Adam Fugit um, got outclassed by Mike Malott. As I predicted and hoped, um, the top Canadian on the card uh, at welterweight, Malat submission, guillotine choke, 106 in the second round after he knocked down Fugit, um, hurt him on the feet, finished him off with a submission. He heard him multiple times on the feet. So Malat keeps on rolling. I had him at minus 195, looking like a he, he's a little bit older, a little bit longer in the tooth. Uh, so the time is now for him for sure, based on his lack of, of, of experience too. But hopefully, he can get him another fight quickly and keep moving him up the ladder here. Yeah, not much to say other than he looked he looked a lot faster. I think that's probably the most overlooked part of this fight for me is uh, I, I thought Fugit uh, was longer and he was going to have a wrestling advantage, which I still kind of think he has a wrestling advantage. Um, uh, but he was just so much slower uh, and that, yep. that wound up being the difference maker. All right. So I got that one over on Gumby. The next one he got over on me. They are. I've said it before. 
is, is not an original thought uh, that there are levels to this game. Uh, Nate Landwehr um, is not on the same level as Dan Ige. He showed it last night. He was game. He is, he's a dangerous fighter, but in terms of skill, he, he's not on Dan Ige's level. That uh, By the way, Ige, 29, 28, 29, 28, 30, 27. Uh, I had Landwehr as a big underdog. Gumby came through with Ige at minus 250 because he's from Honolulu, Massachusetts. Massachusetts. Um, so probably the last time I'm going to fade Rob Font for a little bit. <laughs> I forgot that you thought he looked like Rob Font. Rob Font's got a fight booked, by the way. Oh, who's he fighting? Um, I don't know. Hang on. I saw it. And uh, didn't like, he just oh. fight Nate Landwehr? <laughs> he, he did not. You might be surprised to mm. find. Um, mm. Hang on. We'll put the intern on it. Rob Font. Do you know Rob Font's first name is Robert? Um, he's fighting Sonya Dunn. He's fighting Sonya Dunn. Oh. <laughs> Ah, interesting. All right. Yeah. All right. Well, what do you think about the other Rob Font that fought last night? Uh, 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 same thing. Uh, just way too fast. Uh, yep. And he's way craftier than Nate Landwehr, who's just out there landing bombs. And that's kind of what I said in the breakdown, too. Um, you know, fun fight. But, like, you know, yep. Nate Landwehr is a guy who throws bombs. And if he doesn't land one, he's going to lose most of the time. It totally came down to skills. Like, Ige was just better. He's just a better fighter, period. Yeah, much better. Yep. And then in the opener, Mark Andre Barrio kept the Canadians undefeated, took care of Eric Anders. This fight, pretty much what we expected. Both guys are tough as nails, don't get finished. So it was a bit of a slugfest. Uh, it was a fight in, of a night winning slugfest 30 27, 30 27, 30 27 for Barrio. It was a closer fight than that, uh, for sure. Um, both men had their moments, but um, I think Serge uh, basically hurt Anders Mark with his shots, visibly hurt him. So I think yeah. that's why. Uh, why power search came through for us here. Search yeah. productor, I mean, excuse me. Well, you had Mark Andre Barrio. I had Eric Oh, that's Anders. right. You had Eric Anders. I, yeah. I'm sorry. Um, I and, 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 and I didn't remember I only picked one Canadian. Um He's true. And and Eric Anders, yeah, it was kind of frustrating because you know, we, we joked before which Eric Anders is gonna show up. Is it gonna be the really good one who just beat the hell out yeah. of Kyle Dawkins? Is it gonna be the shitty one? Um, who has some of those really ugly losses. And the funny thing is like four minutes of every round was the good one. And it still wasn't enough because like yeah, when the bad one cracked, yeah, yeah. When the bad one showed up at the end of every round, he got cracked and lost the round just based on that exchange. Um, yep. because Mark Andre Barrio really cracked him. So, uh, kind of, a, kind of upsetting that one. Yep. Um, so that concluded the main card. I went four and one gummy went three and two. We had an underdog. So it was a, it was a good main card. This next fight was very disappointing. Chris Curtis is really, I don't know about you, but he's really fallen out of favor uh, with me and with our discard. E even heading into last night. I, I um, think he got, I'm, I think he's getting a bad rap on this. I, I got to come. I got to maybe be for this one. Yes, but it's I, just his whole attitude. I got to previous Chris, fights. I got to be a Chris Curtis apologist here. Uh, Cause like, all right. All right, so first of all, no contest. Accidental clash of heads. I'll read the result. Yeah. Nasori Mavov came in, dropped his head. Uh, Chris Curtis got hit in the eyeball. Uh, two minutes, uh, or second round, three minutes and two, four seconds into it. Um, look, he, he has a giant gash. He got 10 stitches on his eyelid, and he has a corneal abrasion. Like, and when, when the ref went to call the fight, he begged him not to. He said, give me two more minutes. I will get it to work and, and I will I will fight through it. And then one of the doctors came in and was like, nah, you're done, dude. And, and like even he even got the guy who came in to check his eyes to say yes. And then the cut man came in and was like, nah, dude, this cut is toast. 
um, because you can't put Vaseline in the cut during in the middle of a round. You can only do it at the end of a round. I think if that happens at the end of a round, he probably still still keeps going. So I know he maybe said some words that that made the ref get close to calling it anyway. But like he he never was going to be able to continue with that that cut above his eye. And he really tried to. So uh, I get the frustration. Uh, I It's especially frustrating for me as an authority Mavov better who knew Mavov was just absolutely tooling on Chris Curtis in that fight. But I also think we're just being way too hard on Chris Curtis. Yeah, I I I would never say fighter was was faking, and I never I never did uh, say that in the discard. But yeah, it was, it was quite frustrating for everybody in the discard who had Imabov money and he was cruising, and Curtis had no no uh, path to victory. Basically, it was going exactly the way that we we had expected it to go. Um, yeah, I'm not saying he was faking either, but he, he he did say multiple times that he couldn't see, and that's fighters know that that is the if you say that the fight's going to be over. I just wish there was, uh, wouldn't have been a no contest. I, I figured since they had done more than, I, I forgot it was two rounds they had to fight. I it's got to be two, it's got to be two full. Yeah. Yeah. I figured since we were past the halfway mark, they should have gone to this, gone to the, uh, gone to the judge's decision. But anyhow, it was all for naught. I think both guys are going to move on. I think UFC usually treats these things like the fighter who won actually won. So I'm sure Amabob will, will be elevated once again. And, and Curtis, like I said, head you into this. We, we've seen his, his ceiling i think um and it's not uh fighting against ranked fighters so i think it's back to the i will say i think his i think his ceiling is higher at welterweight i, I think yeah he went can, back you, to, can you get to welterweight he's i know he's super short but he's a muscly dude he, he fought most of his career at welterweight he fought his last yeah. fight before he came into the ufc at welterweight he's old um, man now though he's in his 30s for god's sake he has only been in the ufc for two years yeah i know he beat Kenny Robertson uh, by decision in July of 2021. So not even two years ago. And that one was at welterweight. Uh, and, and when he came to the UFC, he only fought at middleweight because they were like, we got a short notice fight for Phil Hawes. Can you do it? Um, and then after that, he was like, whatever, I'm winning here. So I might as well stay. Well, now he's not winning there. So like, can if he can go back down, do you mean to tell me that you might not pick Chris Curtis to be Max Griffin? Would you pick Max or Max Griffin un, unabashedly no. to, to be? I wouldn't. Yeah. And Max no, Griffin no. is Max Griffin's probably number 18 in the, the world at middleweight. Right. Or. And he, and he fits good in welterweight. He fits like right in that Max Griffin, um, Nico Price. Oh, I love, uh, I he, love a fight with him and Nico Price. Yeah, he, he, he fits or, or what's the guy? Um, Alex Morano. He, he fits right in with oh, those guys. Sign me up for him and Alex Morano. See? Look at, look at me, that, dude. I'd watch that tomorrow. Fighters. You know, yeah. and, and like, all right, I'm on board again, Dan. You yeah, sold yeah. me. There you go. And <laughs> I'll say this, like, there's also rank welterweights. I think he could beat. So, so as far as yeah. saying his ceiling is not ranked, like, I, I don't know that I'd count him out against Vicente Luque. I don't know that I'd count him out against Neil Magny. E- even somebody like Jeff Neal, who doesn't have like a big wrestling uh, threat. I-, I think he could probably throw with him depending on how he looks at welterweight. But, uh, you know, I, I, I like to think the ceiling is still there for Chris Curtis and it could go higher. Notice I said ranked, uh, I said ranked middleweights. So uh, I, I got my, gave myself an out there, Dan. There you go. Yeah. I, I, <laughs> I this is a uh, train I am still on and I was on heading into the fight. Jasmine Jasudovicius scored my biggest, this is my biggest underdog hit since um, our friend at plus 300. Lauren uh, Murphy over Misha Tate. No, I, I didn't oh. have her. 
No, you didn't have um, Lauren. No, we all had Lauren Murphy over me. Yeah, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. Everybody yeah, and their cousin yeah. had it on the Discord. Yes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, who? Um, the guy he fought just got. Uh, what's his name? Dan Andre, Andre Petrovsky. Andre, yes, Andre Petrovsky. Uh, he was our big three hundred. Yeah, this is my biggest the, hit since then. Was that when he beat Nick Maximoff? Yes, it was. Yeah, that yep. was that was such a joke line. <laughs> Gumby's trying to change the subject. Jesu Davicius plus two fifty. I hit that. Jesu Davicius uh, by decision. I hit that plus three forty. Um, yeah, I, I wrote a lot about the Canadians because I'm uh, starting to do some more Canadian coverage on my Substack Money MMA. But she. She is, uh, she being Jasmine is slow and plodding on the feet, but, but she used her, her length well last night. And then her offensive and defensive grappling is just, was just miles ahead. Moravic, uh, Moravic, <laughs> Moravic is her new name. She's, she's from somewhere in Eastern Europe, uh, Europe, uh, Miranda Maverick, disappointing. Um, we were high on her. I don't think I can be high on her anymore. Um, I'm starting especially to, after last night. Yeah. I'm starting to worry that like, she's maybe not what I thought she was. You know, like when, 29, when she, 28, excuse me, across the board for double J. Um, yeah, dominated every aspect of this fight. Go ahead. When when she came in, I really thought she was like a uh I thought she was like the Walmart brand version of Aaron Blanchfield. Yeah, you know what I mean? Uh, you know, yep. like not as good at her in anything, but I thought she was she she still had that dominant grappling and physicality, and she just doesn't, you know what I mean? And nope. like no, and I don't want to take anything away from Jesu Davisius because, like, she she looked good too, but like, it it really looked like it looked like Maverick just wasn't strong enough or technical enough to do anything, and that, that's maybe alarming. Um, do you think Jesu Davisius is a top fifteen flyweight? She's. Uh, I wrote that she's definitely getting close. I think by the end of the year she could be. She probably. It's not like we have a a uh, stacked division with a whole bunch of quality and quantity. So um, she, she's on her way for sure. I don't know. She's probably right in the next uh, next five or so, uh, maybe top 20 at this point. I'm not sure. I'm not on the official committee like you are, but I, I think she probably needs to get one more win under her belt, which who's to say couldn't happen. She beat a much younger, more hype fighter last night and like dominated her. Like, there, yeah, she, I know it was 29, 28, but she pretty much was in control the whole fight. Yeah, I, I kind of agree with you. I think I, I, th- I haven't sent in my official picks this week. I got to do my usually I do my homework on Sunday nights and, and set it up and vote Tuesday. Uh, but I, I just or uh, vote Monday rather. I just don't think uh, I don't think she's quite there yet, but she's damn close no, for sure. And with Maverick, maybe a five three, a five three out flyweight doesn't work after all. Because she's she's always she's just seems to be totally outsized in these fights. There, there's there's no way she makes it to fly or strawweight though. No, is the thing. And, and so <laughs> no. like I, I think I think it can work. I just think she has to be way better at wrestling. Um, because mm-hmm. she can't she can't. There be were some a, real bad, real bad um attempts at takedowns last. Yeah, night. and and like she got stuffed real hard. Yeah. And if you're gonna get stuffed like that, like. And and that's pretty much your only in because you're five foot three. It's not like you're gonna outbox people at five foot three. So if that's your thing, it's gotta really fucking be your thing. Yep. You can't be having um having uh, like a jujitsu style uh takedowns. Uh you can't be Mackenzie Dern with your takedowns. You actually right. have to be a wrestler. So we'll see. But Jacinda Vicious onward and upwards for her. Same with Eamon Zahabi. This was a nice one. Hopefully, since it, it only took him a minute four to knock out Eric Lang uh, with punches, hopefully this means we can get him back in the cage right away again because uh, this guy needs work and he needs uh, needs a lot of work quick. He's another. That was pretty much the story uh, of this card. There's a whole bunch of Canadians, not a lot of experience, but they're all like 
already well into their like mid thirties, early to mid thirties. So they need work and they need work now. But Sabi came through plus one ten for us. I also had written that I liked him be a knockout. So that was uh that was another nice hit for me here. I, I had that as well. Uh him and by you, knockout. Yes. Yeah, I, I shared that in the Discord. Um is it criminal that he doesn't wind up with a performance of the night bonus here? Yeah. Yeah, pretty much. Did every finish get one? But every, every finish got one and one and he, non-finish. This was basically a walk. It, it was, his was, it could have been a walk. Maybe it was because he thought it was a walk-off and it wasn't. I don't know. But yeah, he should have got it for sure. And one and one non-finish got a performance. Right, that's right. Bonus, Coming up. Which we'll Coming talk about up, in a second. So like, yeah. it, it, and they gave three performance of the night bonuses. Yep. So what's stopping yeah. us from giving a fourth? Like, shouldn't Ayman Sahabi have been taken care of here? Uh, and I'm not just saying that as somebody who enjoys Ayman Sahabi, uh, yeah. both in interviews and because he gives me shout outs in other interviews. But, uh, <laughs> but yeah, uh, you know, he looked good. I, you know, I said this before, yep. like people sleep on how good his hands are and his jujitsu is good too. Uh, not that we had to go there, but his jujitsu is good. So, uh, yeah, good, good one for Ayman. For, yeah, for Bantamweight, he can really, really crack. So I'm hoping they, like, as I get him in, get him moving up, moving up the rankings, uh, you know, get him three fights a year and, uh, and see what, see what the kid can do. Cause he's not really much of a kid at this point. He's what 35 or something like yeah, that. So he's older, he's older than me. So yep. Time to get going, especially at Bantamweight. Um, all right. Featherweights. Speaking of time, to get, a, speaking of time to get uh, going, boy, this was, this was the biggest surprise of the night, uh, for all of us. <laughs> uh, I, I faded this Canadian Kyle Nelson. Uh, and he basically, he saved his UFC career last night or, with some help from his opponent, Blake Builder. Kyle Nelson won 30 27, 30 27, 29 28. Basically, the story of the fight was Builder showbody instead of putting his foot down on the gas when he probably uh, could have. Couldn't finish, could have finished the uh, the journeyman Nelson, but he did not. And uh, Nelson came through as a big, big underdog. Maybe uh, Builder, maybe we had him a little too overhyped since he had only had one UFC fight under his belt at this point. He, he did not look so hot last night. Um, Nelson came through at plus 200. So we did not have it, by the way. We, we might have had him a little bit overhyped, but I'll also say this he's better than Kyle Nelson, right? Yes, it's true. Right. Yeah, he, he's just yeah. a better fighter than him. So I don't hate the pick at the end of the day because I said that Blake Builder was a better fighter. I still to this day believe he's a better fighter. All he had to do was fight, and then he would have <laughs> shown that he was a better fighter. And he didn't do that uh, and, and kind of threw the way of the fight. So I, not much to say here other than an incredibly frustrating fight from Blake Builder. Maybe a future in Capoeira for him, you think? I mean, I just think, like, he's going to learn from this. He, he's yeah, also... He first like, loss he's a, ever, yeah. He's a little bit older. He's 32. It is his first loss ever. Sometimes people need that, like, oh, man. Like, we, we saw that with Manel Cape, right? Right. Right, Manel K put on some real stinker performances and then was like, oh, hey, if I just go punch all of these guys really hard, <laughs> I'll win all of these fights. And now he's like he's steamrolling people. Right. He looks like a killer in there. So, uh, you know, maybe that happens to Blake Builder. Who, who's to say? But uh, yeah, it can't be like it was can't be like it was last night. Nope. this was the part of the night where I thought, oh, boy. It's going to be one of those nights for me. I'm not going to be making any money, but uh, luckily turn around because I had David Dvorak. He did not come through <laughs> yeah. either uh, in flyweight. Steven Ursic, uh, much um, deserved win for him. 29, 28, 29, 28, 30, 27. He looked real good in this fight. Um, not that Dvorak really looked bad, uh, but Ursic looked better. Um, and Ursic is the one who won uh, performance of the night despite not finishing him. So that, that shows how good he really looked. Short notice UFC debut. That, that's one the 
the main reason I faded him, plus he was fighting a ranked fighter, but Dvorak, three straight losses, that, that could be the end of him uh, in the UFC. But back to Ursic, I get a little less funky Tim Elliott vibes from him. Is Am I on to something there or not? You might be. I, I think he hits hard. I think he hits harder, man. Yeah, no, for sure. Um, just, just the way he mixes his, his grappling and everything reminded me of of uh, Elliot. Obviously, not as weird. Yeah, he, he was hard to hit though. Uh, you got to give him that. And oh, yeah. the the pressure was Tim Elliott esque. Um, I, I like I said, I, I think his power on the feet is going to be a big difference maker because you know I already said his jujitsu is really good. We saw it actually when. Uh, when Dvorak shot a takedown and he like shucked it, got right to the back. Then he realized he was like too high up on the back and basically just dismounted and started boxing again. Like very good awareness, very good jujitsu and he can knock you out. So that's like, I mean, he's, he's the whole package at flyweight right now. I mean, that's got to put him in the top 10. I think a win like that. Maybe five foot nine too, which, uh, which really showed last night. He's going to be one of the biggest flyweights that's going to be in there. Yeah, I love it. I love it. He's yeah. he's he's catapulted himself into uh, one of my guys' territory. Oh yeah, Gumby had him at. He was one of your plus ones, wasn't he? Because plus, uh, plus two fifty. That's right. We both hit a plus two fifty. Different two fifties. That's how rare is that? Two uh, plus two hundred dogs do not come through basically ever, and we hit two different ones. Plus, uh, Ursic looks like that actor Jake Gyllenhaal in that picture on on his <laughs> picture on topology. By the way, sure, sure, I'll allow yeah. it. All right, and in the opener, the curtain jerker, as they say, uh, women's strawweights, Dinah Belbicha, the Romanian Canadian, uh, came came through for Team Canada, got the ball rolling over Maria Oliveira, 30-27, This was not fight of the night, uh, <laughs> not, not surprisingly. This was this was about as low level MMA as you're going to see in the UFC. It was pretty bad. Belbicha, every strike exchange, she drops her head and leads with it, which is gonna get her get her in trouble if she doesn't uh doesn't get that cleaned up but she's you know active and, and willing um willing striker which basically is all it took to to be maria Oliveira, who we had at minus 105 yeah well it, and we had it i i will say i was happy for everybody in the discord because a whole bunch of people in the discord had some money on belbicha um and good on them because Oliveira came out looking about 30 times worse than she ever has before yeah that's well, something well, what was with her not staggering her stance? Like she just stood square the whole fight and just kept getting hit. And then yep. somewhere around uh, 13 minutes into the fight, she realized what we had all realized for the first 13 minutes, what you mentioned that Belbicha just dips her head and dips her head and dips her head. And then she threw 13 straight jump knees. <laughs> Eventually one's going to hit, right? Spam and jump knees. It's like playing it, a video game. She looked like a video game out there, except for a video <laughs> game would have been in a staggered stance. <laughs> it's true. It's true. Maybe her button got, you know, how sometimes the button gets stuck down on all controllers. Yeah. If she's still popping it, maybe that's what happened. The X button was, was jammed. <laughs> yeah. That's, that's some Mountain Dew code red or some Mr. <laughs> exactly. That wasn't around when I was a kid, but yeah. Okay. I'll accept it. Um, <laughs> Oliveira, we're cutting her, right? Dvorak, yeah. he's probably getting, getting axed too. I think, I think Dvorak's staying. Cause he was ranked. He was ranked. This, this is a problem with you guys that do the rankings. He lost two straight fights and yet he was still number 10 at flyweight. That's look who he lost to. That's an issue. He lost to, he lost to two win. top five guys. Fine. You don't want to fire people. Fine. We're not going to fire. We're going to fire Maria Oliveira, though, right? Is that it? That's the only person we're going to fire off this card. I, I think I might. I think it. that's the only one I'm going to fire. Eric Keeling. Every Chi. Oh, they were saying his name differently, weren't they? They were saying Chi Ling. 
Arachi Lang. Arachi. Arachi Lang. That's right. No, nah, he had yeah. one two straight. All right. He saved two. All right. Maria Oliveira getting the axe. UFC, it is axing season in the UFC because Contender Series is coming up and they are just like every week, it's like five to eight fighters seem to be getting the axe yeah, off, off the They're cleaning. Off. They're cleaning house for sure. Cleaning house to get those 10,000 10, to win, 10,000 to show fighters onto the roster. So, um, all right. That concluded the action. Mark Andre. Power Barrio beat Eric Anders, and that was the fight of the night. Then we had Charles Oliveira, Mike Malott, and Steven Ursig as the performance of the night bonuses. As for us, I went six and four, but I was up 243 bucks. Dan went five and five, yet he was also about 57, 58 bucks. So on the year, I'm at 60% still hit rate. Dan's at 54. Our fancy place, Dan lost his lock in Imabov because he he ended up no contest. I'm counting that as a win. That's a push. I'm going to go ahead and count it as a win. <laughs> I'm not, not in the official records, but fine. Moral victory. But then he lost on Anders as an underdog, lost on Noons via submission. Uh, also, I she lost could a bill- have subbed her anytime she wanted. Yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. She was playing with her food. As, as She's a lioness. She's allowed to play with her food if she wants. Um, I My lock actually did lose. It wasn't an old contest. Blake Builder, that did not look so hot <laughs> picking him. But then I had Zahabi as an underdog hit that. Jasuda Vicious as, in, as my prop bet inside the, not inside the distance. That never happens with her. Decision plus three forty. So I hit both of those. So um, let me see. Locks Gumby is at seventy six percent. He's up fifteen percent uh, money wise. So he's still good there. Uh, and then props, we are both up. Uh, I am up nineteen percent. You're up eight percent. So props is where the money is apparently, Dan. Because because I've been telling you that for years. Now it's true, speak- and I never play it. And now now that you force me to play it, I'm making money. So there yeah, you're go. good. Thank you're you. good at it. And speaking of making money, uh, it is yes. time for our Edge Boost Double Down Play of the Day. So yep. uh, first of all, Edge Boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. So if you are thinking about trying to get ahead on your uh, on your futures for MMA or trying to pick a fight down the road and you don't want a whole bunch of money tied up on it, think about using Edge Boost and I would suggest using that Edge Boost Double Down Play of the Day to get in on that June 24th card because right now I'm seeing in certain places Amanda Hebas is only negative 170 against my hated Macy Barber. <laughs> uh, so that means before it balloons up to pl- or minus 3,000 because me and Jong dumped an ungodly amount of money on, on Amanda Hebas, get in on it now. And the only way that you could do that is using it Edge boost. Uh, once again, my edge boost double down play of the day. Made a Hebos negative 170. Edge boost enables you to double your bet with no interest. Go to sportsgambling.com slash edge to sign up today. That's sportsgamblingpodcast.com slash edge. New nickname alert. My hated Macy Barber. <laughs> Courtney to Gumby. No more That's future it. Barber. She's my hated Barber. That's it. <laughs> Fantastic. All right. Um, that is it for this card, but the UFC rolls on. We're in what 12 weeks? We're in the mids of a 12 straight week uh UFC stretch. I'm not complaining it's about f- that. It's a fun one next, too. In the all apex. right, if Gumby says so, I'll let everyone be the judge of it. I will run over it quickly. It is called UFC on ESPN Vittori versus Cannoneer. It's, U- it's UFC Armenia. It oh, it's true. Our friend Ryan <laughs> in the Discord is loving this one. He's he's making Armenian uh parlays. Um, this happening next Saturday at the UFC Apex. Main event, middleweights, Marvin Vittori, Jared Cannonier, five rounds there. Then we got Armin Sarukian, Joachim Silva, Armin Petrosian, there's the other Armenian, Christian Leroy Duncan, Pat Sabatini, Lucas Almeida, Manuel Torres, Nicholas Mota, Hauni Barcelos, Miles Johns, that 
uh, opens the main card. Prelims, Nicholas Dalby and Muslim Solikov, Jimmy Flick, Alessandro Costa, Costa, Kyung Ho Kang, Christian Kionez, Carlos Hernandez, and Denis Bonder, Chalgis Chumogulov, Felipe Bunes, Bunes, right? Or Boons? Bunes. Bunes, I did it right. Teresa Bleda, Gabriela Fernandez, Dan Arjueta, Hani Lawrence, we'll call him, Zach Paunga, Modestus Bukoskis. Other than the Armenian uh, slant to it, what else can you tell us quickly before we're out of here? Oh, I love Bukoskis. I love him being back in the UFC. Felipe Bunes, fun LFA guy making his debut. Pat Sabatini trying to rebound from his first loss. Uh, in the UFC, Kyungo Kang is surprisingly fun all the time. I watch him too. Um, and uh, money to be made. So that's, that's the most important thing. Just like East Spencer kite Gumby. You can, he always brings the positivity when we're previewing these cards, right? That's right. You must be Canadian secretly. I must be the American. Um, <laughs> so this is, this is all happening next Saturday. Um, we're not going to wait till Saturday to talk to you. Don't worry. Uh, tomorrow, Monday, we're going to be back. We're going to cover Gumby's favorite promotion. Everyone who listens knows about that. We might sneak some PFL in too, but maybe Gumby's favorite promotion, Beltar, who actually, even in Gumby's eyes, probably has to admit this is a pretty solid card for, for a Beltar card, right? It's all right. It's better than PFL stringing, right. stringing together crap with all of their drug abusers. Oh, <laughs> uh, yes. Yes. Uh, we will probably talk about that tomorrow too, see how Gumby did with his picks. I didn't even end up watching that. It's, it's on my PBR still, but I haven't. Uh, didn't get to watching pfl so um but yeah so next uh tomorrow we will be previewing a 46 year old in the main event of a title fight in bellator tomorrow so that should be fun it's not not your normal 46 year old don't worry um all right in the meantime i told you about the discord get in there have some fun with us where else are we we're at twitter we're on twitter sgpn mma gumby vreeland and jeff fox writer are the handles to follow all the good stuff sportsgumbypodcast.com if you want more of Gumby and less of me, then go to Top Turtle MMA. Obviously, that's the go-to place uh, if you want those two things, which most most people do. And I told you about my Substack. Subscribe, enter my picking contest, all that fun stuff. We'll be back tomorrow to break down Bellator, Bellator, lovely Bellator. Um, who will be on the show tomorrow? You might wonder. It'll be me, Al Animal, Jeff Fox, along with my hated Gumby Vreeland. He'll be there too. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Bye.